0: Hey, everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan here at Food Fan HQ with another exciting episode of the Food Fans Podcast, brought to you by WPVM 103.7 FM, who broadcast the podcast here locally in Asheville, North Carolina. WPVM is a small, low-watt public radio station, and we love WPVM. So thank you for rebroadcasting my podcast every week. Um, so this week, I have just two segments for you. One of them is just little old me talking about the food I ate, which is my favorite thing in this world to do. And the other one is a great segment I recorded with a woman named Catherine Wright, who books food trucks for her own neighborhood. And I recorded this um, interview quite a little while ago. So it's a little outdated, but it's also kind of timeless because she gives a lot of Great tips and cues on how to book food trucks for your own neighborhood. So stay tuned for that. But first, let's uh, launch into another extended episode of Where'd You Eat? And I had a really interesting experience. Um, and I mean interesting in a good way, not in some sort of, um, you know, passive-aggressive way. Um, I had a really interesting experience at the iconic kitchen and lounge. And I was invited to come try the new entree menu by Chef Shane Crumpton. And, um, I had had some sandwiches and stuff from Iconic and enjoyed them, but I had never really delved into their entrees and I was down for that, of course. And so we arranged for me to come in and do a menu tasting. Now, what made it so interesting was that I, when I go to a tasting, I generally expect to have like small portions or maybe like an entree an appetizer and a dessert, maybe a couple of extra bites. I don't know. Whatever the kitchen wants to show me, wants me to try, and whatever they want me to highlight on my public uh, form, forums, um, the podcast, the Facebook page, the whole nine yards, the newsletter, um, then that's what I'm expecting. Like that's what I'm going to eat is a sample of the food. So what made this so different was that they literally brought me eight full entrees. Now, that's an enormous amount of food. Like a full entree is like more food than I can generally eat. I'm usually, you know, not scraping my plate clean with a full entree. I'm sometimes taking some home to finish later, or maybe I just ate just as much as I could and there's a little left on the plate. Sorry, world, it goes in the trash can. But um, th- these, and so like one entree is plenty of food for this little old guy right here, but uh these were eight, eight entrees, and I was blown away, and it was incredible, and I took a lot of pictures. I've posted some already, and I wrote a review for my newsletter a couple of days ago, if you want to read that, but I thought I would do a spoken word review of it as well. Now, there were a lot of things to cover, so I won't have time to cover them all. I'm going to cover the real highlights of the meal, and um, they were as follows, and I'll start with the highlightiest highlight of them all. The last dish that they brought out to me was a rack of lamb. Now, I don't know when, if ever, I've had a whole rack of lamb just served to me. Uh, that's not something that's on my usual list of things that I ate this week. And uh, like I said, I'm not sure if I've ever had one, but I, it looked delicious. It came out piping hot, and that made a big difference in the dishes that I tried over the course of the tasting because they all came out at once. Some of them I ate piping hot and some of them had cooled down a little bit by the time I got to them. And that did affect the dish. But let me tell you the lamb, which takes a longer time to prepare came out at the end and it came out just steam coming off of it, you know, and, I cut in with my sharp steak knife and uh, just like a caveman, just tore into that. And boy, howdy, it was good, like real good, Um, like just fantastically, perfectly cooked, tender as can be, slightly crusted on the outside with some herbs and stuff like that. And it was fantastically good. So I'm just going to straight up recommend the rack of lamb at Iconic Kitchen. Now, I know that we're not always thinking rack of lamb when we're going out to eat, and we probably aren't thinking Iconic Kitchen for that dish either. But I want you to put those two thoughts together in your head, if you could, and make it on down there to try that because it really, really was something else. Um, Now, another standout dish was in the same sort of category of meat. Um, The other standout dish to me was their steak frites, and I love a good steak frites, like that's one of my favorite things ever. And this was a little bit uh, more steak than usual with the steak frites. It was, and it was cooked and served like a bistro steak, um, very tender, seared just right on the outside, really nice flavor on the meat itself, and just a really, really good job of cooking that meat. Now, the other thing that was kind of interesting about this tasting is that Chef Shane was actually not in the kitchen during the tasting. He was sitting with me at the table. Um, It was his day off. He came in to sort of uh, do the tasting with me and his uh, chef de cuisine, I guess you'd call him a gentleman. I met named Pancho. He was doing the cooking and, and the rest of the kitchen crew. And I'm going to say that Pancho knows how to cook a piece of meat. Like he really knows how to do that. He, he, must have learned that early in life and must have had some good teachers, and he really knows how to cook that meat because the steak and the lamb chops were def- – or um, rack of lamb were definitely the highlights of the whole uh, eight entrees that I ate. Now, another couple of highlights uh, were the shepherd's pie, which was delicious, like super awesome flavor on the shepherd's pie, very deep and comforting flavor. Made with a lamb stew, not not a ground beef shepherd's pie, but a ground lamb shepherd's pie. And the chef told me it takes some amount of time, two days or something like that, to make this lamb stew. So cooked down very nicely and very, as I said, deep flavors. And then served with just a big old blob of mashed potatoes and some melted cheese on top. Now, it's not served like a pie. Uh, it doesn't have a crust or anything like that. It's not served in a pie shape. They have these big, giant, low, shallow bowls at Iconic Kitchen. Chef himself told me he hates those dishes, but he got the, the dishes they have. So, but it's plated in one of these big, shallow bowls. So it's like a blob of mashed potatoes in the middle surrounded by the lamb stew. So in my opinion, it suffers a little bit from presentation, and I think the chef would agree with that. But the flavor more than makes up for it. The flavor was fantastically good. And I shared a lot of this because there was a lot of food. I brought a lot of it home, and I shared a lot of it with my mom. And she has a discerning palate, and she agreed that the steak, the lamb, rack of lamb and the shepherd's pie were super flavorful and those were the three things I, and salad. I shared some of the salad with her and those were the things I shared with her and she liked them all very much and speaking of the salad there was a big old salad involved and it was really really good. I've been getting more into salads lately and uh, this one had what I'm looking for in a salad which is a lot of variation of ingredients so it had a lot of variation of texture and slight variation of flavor. I mean, they were all greens pretty much with some carrots, but there were carrots and there were craisins like dried cranberries. And um, I can't believe I just explained to you guys what a craisin is. You all know what a craisin is, right? Um, and uh, what else? Some other stuff in the salad. And it was really, really good. And you could add grilled chicken to the salad if you wanted to. And I would recommend that. It seems like a salad that would go very well with some grilled chicken. So the salad was great. The shepherd's pie was great. My mom agreed on all of that. And then other things that were a highlight was the meatloaf was very much a highlight. And that was served with some that had a nice sort of ketchup uh, topping like mom, like everybody's mom used to make. And uh, that was quite delicious and hearty and filling. And I've been on a meatloaf jag. And at the end of this rant, I'll have another meatloaf esque thing to review. And you'll to hear why I called it that. Um, but this meatloaf from Iconic Kitchen was very good. And I recommend it very much for meatloaf lovers, especially those who like the good old fashioned ketchup top meatloaf. Um, and then other things that were served that were quite tasty. They served me some roasted chicken that was real good. Some salmon that the salmon itself was quite tasty. By the time I got to it, it had gotten a little cold and dry, and that was just because of the sheer amount of food that was in front of me and the amount of time it took me to get to everything. So poor salmon suffered a little bit from that. But the the piece of salmon itself had a lot of nice flavor. It would have been good on that salad by the time I got to it. And uh, there were just a myriad of other things. There were two appetizers as well and one of them was some deviled eggs, and they were Caesar salad deviled eggs. The chef is quite proud of his Caesar salad dressing. He mentioned it several times throughout the dinner, and he was proud to show me these Caesar salad deviled eggs, and he also um, brought me a special little side salad that and a cup of the Caesar so I could try it that way because the other bigger salad had a different dressing on it that was not Caesar but it was quite delicious and uh so where was I oh these Caesar salad deviled eggs they were uh different and kind of weird you know like weird and like not expected but and I was skeptical of like I like a traditional deviled egg but what is traditional, you know, like everybody does them different. And I'm always willing to give a new thing a try. And they were very, very good. They tasted just like Caesar salad in the form of an egg. And um, there was some Parmesan sprinkled on top and like some shredded parm. And then there were some sort of bread crumbs, like to simulate the croutons. And they, it was, it These deviled eggs are really good. You got to sort of set your mind on Caesar salad deviled eggs because that's what you're getting. So you got to sort of flick a switch in your head to make sure you're not shocked out of your shoes by the flavors when you're expecting good old-fashioned southern deviled egg. And here comes this Caesar salad tasting thing. So just do that. Twiddle the uh, expectation knobs, and you should be all good. And then the other appetizer he brought me is not necessarily going to stay on the menu. It was the result of an over shipment of goat cheese and he just added it to their marinara sauce in a nice little crock pot that has had the marinara on the bottom and a thick layer of the goat cheese on top. And it was just uh, baked until it was Brown on top. And it came out just bubbling hot. Another dish that was sort of piping hot, the ones, I will say that throughout the course of this enormous meal, the food I ate hot and fresh scored higher points with me, and that's probably a result of that very fact, that it was hot and fresh. Um, But uh, the marinara dip, as it was, came with some toasted garlic bread that were sort of Texas toast style, like white bread, buttered, grilled, a little bit of blackening on there and it, it was really really good like dawn when i told dawn about it and i was like man it was so good she was like were you really stoned and i was like maybe jury i what and she was like because it sounded that sounds like stoner food and i was like well yeah probably but I think everybody pretty much enjoys dipping bread in some sauce, and if you like the flavor of goat cheese, you're going to love that. Now, if you don't like goat cheese, you're going to hate it, so don't even bother. But uh so that, that was pretty much that. I feel like I'm leaving out a couple of things. Oh, there was some Cajun pasta that came in a very nice uh, sort of medium thickness cheese sauce that also you could add grilled chicken to that would have – it, it was really good, as it was, but and it had broccoli in it and stuff, but it would have been better if it had some grilled chicken. so I recommend if you get the Cajun style pasta, um, ask them to add some grilled chicken to it, and I still feel like i 'm leaving stuff out because there was just so much oh, there was a a blackened pork chop, and i, I once again it was pretty much cold by the time I got to it, unfortunately, but the flavor was really good, and it was, it seemed to be cooked very well, like, nice crust on the outside, and it was blackened, and the flavor was very good, but again, hard to judge it on its true merits when I haven't tasted it when it's just fresh out of the kitchen, so that, that's, that's kind of what made the tasting a little different, as I said earlier, a little interesting, I think was the word I used, was that it was atypical of a tasting in that there was just a effing ton of food. Like, I wish that my buddy Patty or Rick Prilia was with me because they could have helped me devour some of that food. Um, and I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, that's what made it interesting. (laughs) It was just being sort of confronted with all of this food. And um, there were sides as well, like broccoli and garlic side and a sweet potato side. And so, and there were French fries came with the steak frites. And so there was just a lot of food on the table in front of me. I had a lot to contend with, but I did the best I could. I brought a bunch home. I ate it over the course of the next few days. The lamb chops and the steak both reheated very nicely because they were cooked medium rare. And so you can, you can always, I then leave it out for a little while and let it get room temperature. And then what I did, and I'm not even kidding, I just turned on my gas range and I held the, I cut the rack of lamb into chops and I held the little chop by its little handle. Right over the open flame, and just seared it up on the outside and ate it like a caveman, so it was uh, and it was really good, so both the steak and the lamb chops held up for reheating the next day, which is uh, kind of a real testimony to how well they were cooked the day before, and the shepherd 's pie reheated very well as well because that 's a dish that 's a no brainer to reheat um, and so High scores for this iconic um, kitchen entree tasting, and I very much recommend the lamb chop, the bistro steak or the steak frites, the shepherd's pie, the meatloaf, and the big salad. So – and everything else was was really good too. I just can't judge it on its complete merits just only because of that time factor I've been mentioning. So anyways, get on down. They would love to see you. They told me to let you know that uh healthcare workers and first responders get a discount every day of the week. They are not open on Wednesdays. Keep that in mind. And so first responders, healthcare workers get a discount uh, six days of the week. And everybody else who's local, locals get a discount on Mondays. And so they just asked me to let you know that they would really like to see some of the locals come down for dinner. All right, and then let's move on a little bit, and let's talk about I went to try the new Huli Su's in Grove Arcade. And Huli Su's is a Hawaiian barbecue joint opened up by a couple of folks from Hawaii. Uh, I don't know their full story. I did very briefly meet them when, when I, I went with my boss, Patty, from Asheville Food Tours, we did a Asheville Food Tours lunch junket and met the folks there we were just eating lunch though like we didn't set up anything special they were just in there and they came over and introduced themselves and we got to chat and um place was banging full of people uh very well done re deck of the former place it's in the space where i think what was that called there was a thai restaurant in there was it thai orchid no i don't think so i can't remember maybe it was anywho uh they've redone it it's It's got, like, Hawaiian stuff everywhere. And Patty and I decided we were going to, like, pretty much be trying everything on the menu eventually, so we would start real basic. And we asked the server what they recommended, and they recommended the brisket and the pulled pork. So I got the brisket. Patty got a pulled pork sandwich. We split the stuff. We also got cornbread, um, macaroni salad. No, wait, let me think on that a little bit. But let me talk about the things – the pulled pork was um, excellent, like really good. Patty and I agreed, served on just a soft white bun, served with a real crispy, crunchy onion ring on top of it, a variety of sauces that we could have added to it. It didn't need extra sauce, in my opinion. It had good flavor on its own. And so, and it was just like, since I was just eating half of it, it was very sort of snack sized. So I powered right through it and it was really, really good. It might be one of my go-to smaller sandwiches in downtown Asheville. Sometimes I don't need a great big sandwich other times I do, but sometimes I just want a small sandwich and this one was very tasty. So high grades on that. The brisket was very flavorful and, um, Seemed to be a high-quality meat and stuff. It was a little bit dry. Sorry about that. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, and I did add some sauce to it, and it was great. Now, I'm kind of new to Texas-style brisket. You know, I grew up in Boston eating Jewish brisket from Jewish delis, but had never really experienced the whole uh, Texas barbecue brisket thing until I moved to Asheville and started eating brisket at the barbecue joints around here. So I'm by no means an expert on this but I have noticed that there does seem to be a few different kinds of brisket offered. And some of it is dry. Like it's just always dry. And I'm just going to say 12 bones, your brisket is dry and I love it. I order it on a regular basis. I get some sauces to go with it and I eat it and I love it. So I'm not, when I say it's dry, that's just a description, not a, I'm not uh, taking a poke at it. I'm just saying it's, it's, a drier brisket and then there's brisket that's you know more moist is a weird word to use but it's um the fat is still very fatty and there's a lot of moisture to the meat there's no way around that word and uh and so then and doc brown's is a good example of some very what i consider like really good brisket where the fat just melts in your mouth the outside of the meat has a crust on it and the meat itself is very meaty and substantial, but falls apart. It's not like chewing on a dog toy. Um, and neither, neither was the Huly sues brisket. I don't want to say that that was like chewing on a dog toy. It was very enjoyable for sure. Like I finished it. So I'm, I'm going to put the brisket at about a, a seven on a 10 point scale with doc brown's being like a 10 so if you want to experience what i think is the best brisket in town you can go to doc brown's buxton also makes a very nice brisket in my opinion and bears barbecue has a good brisket too but like i said i I go to 12 bones and eat their brisket all the time even though it's it's dry and i would go back to hooli su's and get their brisket again even though it's a little on the dry side not as dry as twelve bones. Please don't think I'm hating on twelve bones. I love me some twelve bones and I do cannot stress enough how much I do like their brisket. All right, I feel like I've said the word brisket about a thousand times. So let us move on from Huly sues and I'm gonna do a super quick review. I speaking of Bears Barbecue, I popped into Bears and I got the Meatless Meatloaf Sandwich. It's made with impossible meat, non-impossible plant plant meat or laboratory meat. I don't know how you want to describe it, but uh, I eat it when it's around and I'll try it. It's, I think it's delicious. It can be really expensive sometimes, but this meatloaf was not more expensive than the other sandwiches on their menu. And um, I I got it with my, my fingers crossed and I got it with their cheese sauce and some pickled jalapenos on it. The cheese sauce is straight up like bloop, cheese sauce, and uh, the hala, pickled jalapenos are exactly what they sound like. And this sandwich was so good. Oh, my God. Like, I could have eaten five of them right there. It was, again, like more of a, a smaller-sized sandwich. And when I say that, I mean, like, take a look at the pictures I posted recently of the Reuben I ordered from Rye Knot. That thing is like the size of a boom box, practically. Um, so when I say smaller, I don't mean like a finger sandwich. I mean, it was just not a giant sandwich. So it was so delicious. The cheese sauce was like all over the place, all over my hands and face and stuff. So messy, sloppy. The pickled jalapenos were just right, gave it the right kick and everything. And I really... Thoroughly enjoyed this sandwich. In fact, talking about it right now is making me want it again. And um, maybe I could do that. Bears is pretty close to my house, uh, which is part of why I go there often. I, I say in my writing that oftentimes our favorite restaurants are the ones closest to where we live. And that's just a fact. And so, uh, not not saying anything about restaurants that are outside my periphery, but if I can walk to a restaurant, grab lunch and walk home, that means I'm just going to go there more often. So it's going to become sort of a favorite. So I would say that bears is becoming sort of a favorite of mine. Um, Don't tell the other barbecue restaurants. I said that because I don't want them to be jealous. You're all favorites of mine. Uh, Every restaurant is my favorite. One time a person on tour asked me, Stu, is there any restaurant that's not your favorite restaurant? And I was like, mm, I don't want to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I have a favorite for this and a favorite for that. And, you know, it's like, I, la- I do like to spread the love around. And there are plenty of restaurants to in which to do that, uh, because there's a lot of great restaurants in this town. It's a fantastic food scene. And... That's it for this episode of What'd You Eat? And I haven't been keeping track of time. I have no idea how long I've been going on. I hope I left enough time for our next segment with my guest, Catherine Wright. All right, y'all, have a great week. Have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, wait, this radio show will get broadcast after Thanksgiving. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, got to spend some time with friends and family and eat some of your favorite foods. I'll check in with you next week. Bye.